You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 62. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective that empowers women to win at work, thrive in life, and live fueled by faith. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If this is your fourth, fifth, sixth, sixty second time listening, welcome back. We are very, very happy to have you. And the episode notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If you want to connect with me on social, you can find me at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs on Twitter and Instagram. I stopped saying Snapchat because I don't use Snapchat. I haven't opened the app in, I think I opened it by accident the other day, but <laughs> no more Snapchat for me. So if you want to follow the show on Instagram or Twitter, you can follow the show's account at how does underscore she do it. And this episode is, is special because I have for the first time created a download that goes directly with this episode. So if you want the download, text how does she do it? as one word to 444-999, one word. And you will get a copy of that download and you will also be added to the email community where you will get emails from me, encouragement from me, practical information, announcements about events that I'm doing, which for example, I'm hosting an event in New York City next week, or by the time you listen to this podcast, it may have happened already, but on April 8th. So if you were in on the email list, you would have gotten an email about that. But if you're not, it's not too late to change that. Just go to your text message app and text, how does she do it to 444-999 and you will get the download for this week's episode, as well as you will be added to our email community. And with that, Let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share reviews, recommendations, or rejections based on something that I encountered between recordings or something that's just been on my heart. And the show used to have more kind of current event social commentary, which was what I used the Just My Thoughts section for. But over time, like if you go back and listen to episode, let's say 25, for example, then you will probably hear me talking about something that was happening at around that time. And I shifted directions because I wanted to be able to give an opportunity to people who, if let's say you haven't been listening every week, or if you do not listen as the episode comes out, that the information contained in the Just My Thoughts section is what they call evergreen, that it will be relevant and applicable to at any time that you listen to it for the most part. That said, I tweeted this week that I had been seeing so much in the news that made me want to do a traditional throwback just my thoughts segment. And I'm still not going to go too, too much into it, but I will say this, there has been another at least publicized murder of another black man at the hands of the police. And they again suspected him of having a weapon that again, he did not have. And yet again, 
he found himself killed in his own backyard because they thought he had a gun and he had a cell phone. And what sparked this kind of desire to speak of this was the, I think, like, I guess I should say what pushed me over the edge to say something was the release of the preliminary autopsy report that showed that he had been shot more times in his back than he had, he had actually not been shot at all in his front. It, it was all in his back. And I know that that is graphic and I should have given a better disclaimer on the front end. So I apologize. But the fact remains that we live in a society that is still and will continue to be, unfortunately for the foreseeable future, afraid of black and brown people. And that still treats us in ways that show <laughs> what our value is to majority culture in this society. And and by no means am I saying, and hear my words, this is a systematic problem that results even in people of color having these same views about other people of color because we have been conditioned and socialized in the same society to, to make these, these uh, sort of character distinctions between black people and white people or immigrants and white people. And I will conclude this piece by saying I am rejecting the continued systematic racism, classism, sexism that perpetuates in this society that allows people with any type of difference to be treated as second-class citizens. And what that does for me is it sparks an even greater desire for me to wrap myself up in the gospel and in what the word says about who I am, because I will always be a very, very proud black woman. And I do not ever have to be validated by this society because my identity does not come from this society. My identity is rooted in Christ. And it is my goal and my prayer and my effort every single day to intertwine who I say I am with who the word says I am. And I am tired of continuing to be undervalued by this society. And it's not that I want people to pat, it's not that I want society, quote unquote, to pat me on the back, but you, I hope, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to continue to see our people treated this way. And so I'm rejecting, I'm rejecting that. <laughs> What I am recommending on the this side of Just My Thoughts is the book that relates to the topic that we're going to be talking about, which is reclaiming our time management and productivity. And the book that I'm recommending is Getting Things Done by David Allen. And David Allen is a productivity expert. He has created a system uh, by the same name, and he, the acronym is GTD, and you'll hear me refer to that later in the episode. But Getting Things Done is a really, really good book, and it put a different perspective and a different spin on what we can do every day in order to take the pressure off of out of like off of our minds and 
kind of put the things that we have to do out in a system in paper and, um, you know, and just really systematically manage our lives as opposed to one off trying to manage things inside of our own brains. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. So I'm recommending getting things done by David Allen. If you want to purchase a copy of the book, I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, to the, to an Amazon page that I will say is an affiliate link. And so if you purchase using that link, then I will get a very, very, very tiny commission, but I want to share that with you. So if you go to howdoesshedoitpodcast.com and for episode 62 of this podcast, you will see the link to purchase getting things done. And with that, let's get into the show for this week. As I'd mentioned in, in just my thoughts, the topic of this episode is reclaiming your time management and productivity. And this is really important for not just for like, you know, maximum adulting and, and flyness, but at this time of year, as of this recording, we are at the beginning of the second quarter of the year. So that means first quarter is wrapped up. Springtime is here. I walked to the gym this morning and there are flowers starting to bloom on this really big tree. That's on my, my walk to the gym. I'm start, I see, you know, leaves starting to grow on the trees and the daffodils are popping up and, um, or is it dandelions? I think it's daffodils. Dandelions are the little weeds. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) I often make that mistake. Tulips are starting to pop up too. So it's really the time of, regeneration and it's the time that the earth literally is being is being rejuvenated and being kind of reborn and awoken after the winter time um is awoken a word um if it is not don't judge me so what i wanted to do is take time to talk about how we can reflect on kind of where we've been but also think about where we want to go for the rest of the year. And what happens at kind of the beginning of the year in January or towards the end of, you know, the the year, December and early January, people are reflecting on the year that they've had and they're coming up with resolutions. And I've shared in multiple different spaces how I feel about resolutions. I'm not a big fan of them. However, I am a big fan of vision setting and of goal setting. And not just goal setting in the big lofty sense, but also getting very kind of granular with it. And one system that I was introduced to this year was the 12 week, the 12 week year, which basically takes your goals and puts them on 12 week timeframes as opposed to this, you know, kind of more overwhelming 52 time, 52 week time period. All of that to say, one of the questions that I get asked often by many of you, by a lot of people I work with, by people in my social circle also who even see the kinds of things that I'm doing on a regular basis. Like, how do you make time to do all of this stuff? And to be honest, it's one of the biggest challenges that I've faced since leaving school. And if I'm being honest, it's one of the challenges I faced while I was still in school. And I think that most people can continue to agree that time management is is a challenge because we just have so much to do 
in the same 24 hour period that everybody gets. But there are some people who seem to be so much better at it. There are some people who manage to make ways out of no ways and, you know, can find a way to squeeze three hours worth of stuff in, in one hour. And it's because of systems and organization and really approaching the process as, in a in a systematic way that's the advice that I you that gets echoed by any business leader by any CEO by any entrepreneur that's being successful it's the it's the implementation of systems and regularity and habit that help you maximize your time that help you reclaim lost time and figure out where your time is going and how to best use it so like I mentioned time management has been a struggle of mine, but it's also been one of those things that I'm constantly working at and trying to get better at. And when I talk about time management, I'm talking about efficiency. I'm talking about planning your day. I'm talking about figuring out where you're wasting time, figuring about figuring out where your time is best spent, where your energy is highest, where your energy is lowest, and adjusting your activities from there. And one of the things that I have had to focus on as I try to scale my business is making sure that I'm not squandering my time on meaningless things in in a way that is not pushing my business forward, is not pushing my goals forward. Now, to be clear, it doesn't mean that that doesn't still happen, but I know that it is one of the things that I must really work at in order to maximize the day that I have, especially because I still have a full time job that gets, you know, busy at certain parts of the year more than others. And I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm not wasting my time. So, so with all that, I want to recommend three tips for assessing your time and figuring out how to reclaim that time and then make, make sure that you're using it really, really well. So the first thing that we can do to reclaim our time is actually figure out where our time is going. And that sounds kind of obvious, but you've heard this advice before. And I think many people think that, oh, it doesn't really apply to them, present company included. But let's take budgeting, for example. One of the common downfalls for budgeting is trying to calculate and track your spending your expenses as well as your savings and your earnings all in your head, right? So you go week to week or every two weeks when you get your paycheck, you start calculating your bills, where they got to go. You think about the due dates you are, and you're doing all this inside your brain. And you know that, you know, in a vague sense, what's happening, but you're not intentionally sitting down and going through where all your money is going, where all your money is coming from, what expenses you have coming up, how does that relate to the balance in your bank account? And you're really just kind of going with the flow and letting those debits happen, swiping that card here, swiping it there. Again, I'm not saying this to shame nobody because <laughs> I I too have to wrangle myself in and sit with my budget and reevaluate and pay attention to things. But the same is true about the way we spend our time. We wake up in the morning, we go about our day, we may or may not have some sort of planner, we may or may not have some sort of reminder that tells us when we have a meeting or when we have something coming up, but most of us don't actually have a very clear idea hour by hour, half hour by half hour, 15 minute by 15 minute 
of what we are actually doing and spending our time on. Because at the end of the day, we're just like, oh my God, where did the time go? At the end of the week, oh my God, where did the time go? At the end of a month, how is it already April? Where did the time go? You ask yourself that question and it's cute and it's trite and it's one of those little colloquialisms that everybody asks and it's just, and it's fun to say, but like the legit question is where did all your time go? And do you actually know the answer to that? So one thing that I heard first recommended on Lisa Nicole Bell's podcast, Be Behind the Brilliance, was a time audit. And so I went in search of a, a sheet, a worksheet that would allow me to do that. And when I say worksheet, I mean something that was in Excel or Google Sheets as I've started, started to get more comfortable using. And I figured out that, okay, maybe I need to do a time audit. And what the time audit does is basically in half hour or 15 minute increments or really an increment that ever you decide from the time that you wake up till the time that you go to bed, it is meant for you to, to literally be documenting. What are you doing in those increments? What are you doing in the, you know, between 8 AM and 10 AM? What are you doing? Like, did you, are you working? Are you traveling for work? Are you eating breakfast? Are you, you know, working on your finances? Are you reading? Are you on social media? And the, the idea is for you to do this over some consistent time. They recommend a full seven day period. Personally, I have, I have, fallen off usually at around day three. And so I'm actually, as of this recording, kind of re-upping my, my audit and kind of starting over again and working to get through a whole seven days. So that in the next episode, I'll be able to report on how I've done because I've only tracked three days so far. But really what it does is it gives you a better picture of where you're spending too much of your time, where you're not spending enough of your time, and if you're if you're clearly wasting time based on this, then you know that there's going to be an opportunity for you to improve that and figure out, okay, instead of spending, you know, an hour to two hours a day watching television, maybe I should actually be reading during that time. And it just gives you a very objective view of that. So as I mentioned earlier, for this week's episode, I've created a worksheet that will give you access to this time management worksheet, as well as other resources related to this conversation, some that we haven't yet talked about yet, but it gives you an opportunity to be able to assess where your time is. And the idea is for you to schedule over the course of the day, regular intervals to reflect and say, okay, what I've spent. And it's not meant to take you, it doesn't take you 15 minutes to do this at any given time. If you on every hour, let's say, go back and reflect, okay, what did I do in these hours? Then you'll be able to make note of that. And you will see how I did this. It breaks it down into categories. So, you know, for example, there's a category for devotion devotion, prayer, working out, eating breakfast, getting ready, commuting to work, doing actual work, checking email, like all those kinds of things. And you break it down into numbers and you just get an overview over the course of your week. For example, I'll share in the assessment that I've been able to do for the, for just for those three days before I fell off, I spent a lot of my time commuting. I spent a lot of my time commuting and it's, and I knew that, but to see the number of hours on a spreadsheet, it's just like, oh my gosh, I have to make an adjustment here, or I have to figure out how to add productivity to that time that I spend commuting. So the moral of that story is one of the ways to reclaim your time is to first figure out where your time is going. The second thing that you 
can do to maximize your priority, to reclaim your time, to maximize your productivity is to figure out what tools and resources are available and then adapt them for yourself. And there are so many different resources on time management, so many different resources on productivity. Um, and it can feel kind of like you're drinking, trying to get a cup of water from a water hose. But one thing that I have found helpful that I think hopefully many of you have, have been able to do for yourself somewhat now, but if not, then now is a great time to start is that you review and you read and you try out different things for yourself and then you adapt those processes for yourself. So it's getting information from one resource and say, oh, I like that, but this doesn't quite fit well for me. So I'm going to take a little bit of that and bring something together so you have your own kind of unique formula for what works best for you. Some people are pen and paper all the way. They don't want to see no digital calendar. They don't want to see anything in, exp- in ex- Excel or in a spreadsheet. I was about to say X spreadsheet. Um <laughs> Anyway, so, or some people are all digital and they don't want to ever have a notebook or anything. Some people like myself are a combination of the two. I like to have a physical planner, but I also like to have reminders come up in my phone as well, because sometimes I don't remember to open my planner, but I like that dual kind of reminder uh, and overviews that I get there. So I will recommend a few of the the things that I've adapted for myself and for you to check out on your own and to see how they work for you. And if they don't work for you at all, then, you know, try and listen to something else and figure out another way to work. But for me, I mentioned David Allen's Getting Things Done system, and I'll put a link both again to the book as well as his website in the show notes. But I like the kind of way that he talks about capturing all of the things that you have in your mind on your giant to-do list that's you know only in your mind and putting them on paper and then categorizing those tasks both by you know where they need to be done so for example are there things that you can only do when you're in front of a computer are there things that are only categorized as errands that you can do when you're running the streets on a saturday and you have stuff to do are there things that are meant only for certain projects so is there a, a, something that you're working on like let's say a spring cleaning cleaning out your closet what are all the things that you need to do there so it's starting with one giant list of just all the things that you can think of getting that out of your mind so that you're not spending energy thinking about just the stuff that you have to do and then breaking it down that way so that you're organized and you can do that on paper you can do that in on online you can do it in Evernote you can do it in you know Google Sheets whatever works for you but he has this system designed that has templates and all that kind of stuff that I thought was really helpful And then there's another tool that I use called Trello. And Trello is basically almost like a digital whiteboard or like digital post-its that lets you put things in different categories so you can see the big picture as well as the details at the same time. The way that my mind works, I really need to see both the big picture and the details at the same time. I need to know the trees that are in the forest and I need to be able to look at the bark that's on this one tree right in front of me at the same time. Otherwise, I feel I feel like I can't really make a move if I see too much of one and too much of the other. There are some people that only care about the details. There are some people that can operate in all up in the forest 
and don't need to know the details and they still manage to get all the stuff that they need to do done. I need a little bit of both. Trello is to me is a really good way to do that. It's online based. It's an app based as well. So it syncs across devices and you can put checklists, due dates, and it just, I think it's just really easy to use. There's a free version as well. And there are similar tools that like Asana is another tool that lets people do this. And some people just like to keep it just, you know, simple and use one thing to do all this kind of stuff. And if that works for you, cool. But if the way you're doing things right now is not really working well for you, then I encourage you to assess and try other things and find a, a thing and a rhythm that works best for you. So just to recap so far, in talking about reclaiming your time management and productivity, I've recommended that you find out where your time is going by conducting a time audit. The second thing is you should look into tools and resources that other people are recommending and then figure figure out what best works for you. So adapting them for yourself. And the third thing that I want to recommend for reclaiming your time management and productivity is scheduling what matters. And there's a Tony Robbins quote that I don't know when he said it on what stage he said it on, but it is attributed to him in most places. He said, if you talk about it, it's a dream. If you envision it, it's possible. But if you schedule it, it's real. And I love that quote because it doesn't, you know, downplay or undermine the importance of dreaming. It doesn't downplay the importance of having a vision or seeing something in your mind, but it emphasizes the importance of scheduling things that can bring that vision and that dream to reality. When we talk about wanting to do more of any number of things, if you want to read more, you want to work out more, you want to cook more, you want to meal prep, you want to network, you want to budget, you want to write, you want to spend more time with your family, you want to call people on a regular basis, volunteer, any number of things that you say you want to do more of or do with some regularity, read your devotion, prayer, meditate, any of those things. A lot of times, as I talked about at the very beginning, we'll talk about wanting to do these things in our minds, but we won't actually schedule them and make time for them, which is why we'll end up being, oh, I wish... I wish I worked out more or, oh, I wish I made, you know, I I spent more time budgeting. And you wish because you didn't plan, because you didn't schedule. And so for me, for example, I have begun to schedule time in my week to review my budget. And like, it is, it is my time. It is, it is on my calendar. It will have a pop-up. It is in my planner. And like I told you, I like it digital and I like it written down so I can get the dual reminder so that I can actually sit instead of just saying, I want to do something. Now it is part of my schedule. If you want to work out more, don't just imagine in your mind where you can fit that schedule or fit that into your schedule, but actually put it down into your schedule and make that time for yourself. When you imagine something, it's nice, but when you schedule it, it can become real. So don't just talk about it, be about it by putting it in your schedule. And when you schedule it, you can now start to think through the specifics. You can now think about what else needs to be adjusted such that I can make time for this thing because I don't want us to continue to go through the rest of this year. The first quarter happened. The goals that we set 
we may not have hit all of them, but that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're, that they're lost. It doesn't mean that we should not try to, um, we should kind of scrap them and just say, you know, whatever, I'll go back to them in December and start again for 2019. That's all right. We can reset, we can reevaluate, but in order to do so, we have to like actually take the time to think about what it is that we want to do, know where our time is going, know what tools and resources we want to use to, to, to make our lives easier, to make the organization of our time better and more efficient and more productive. And then we also want to be able to schedule and implement the things that we want to do into our calendars, into our days, into our weeks. Otherwise, we will just be talking about it and not being about it. And that's whack. Like we're not about talking and not being. We're not about talking and not taking action. Because if Jesus only talked and didn't back up his talk with what he with action and what he walked, we'd be in a world of trouble. I mean, we still are in a world of trouble because we still live in this world. But you understand what I'm trying to say. Jesus didn't just talk about it. He walked it. He was about it. So live by that example and don't just talk about what you want to do, but do it. Before I get into the wrap up of this episode, I want to say two things. The first is please read Psalm 37 this week. I am reading a Bible study by Priscilla Shire right now called Discerning the Voice of God, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But she referenced a verse in Psalm 37, and as I usually do, I went to the verse, but I also read before and after the verse because I like to usually, I like to get context for any one verse that someone puts anywhere, and which I highly recommend that you do as well. But I ended up spending 20 minutes just reading the first like 10 verses of this psalm because they're full of so much. It's full of so many gems, but I want to highlight two verses for you. Verses three and four, and they read, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And I have started to break this down. I pulled out my concordance. I got notes all in <laughs> in the Bible based on just that section alone. But And I think I might end up doing a, a full episode on it. But I wanted to just share that with you because it was such a blessing to me. And I promise you, if you read this psalm and if you even take it just part by part at a time, because it is a, it's a lot to just take in in one setting, just break it down and meditate on it. And I promise you, it will just, it will open your eyes to so much that we are supposed to take pride in and joy in as we walk with, with God. And the second thing that I wanted to say was I am doing a, an ask Tiff episode that is only focused on careers. So I want to answer your career questions. If you have a career question that you want answered on the show, send 
an email to Tiffany at HowDoeSheDoItPodcast.com or hit me up on Twitter at TiffSouth and send me a message and I will answer those career questions. So if you have, again, career questions that you want answered in the Ask Tiff episode of How Does She Do It, send a career question to Tiffany at HowDoeSheDoItPodcast.com or send me a message on Instagram and I look forward to connecting with you. And now let's get into the wrap up. To recap what we talked about in this episode, first you can text how does she do it to 444-999 to get the one-page worksheet that I've created that summarizes everything and that gives links to the resources and recommendations that I made in this episode. But the first thing that you can do to reclaim your time management and productivity is to find out where your time is going. The way that I recommend doing that is by conducting a time audit, and I've created a worksheet that will help you do that. The second thing that I recommend that you're doing is look into the different tools and resources that are available and adapt a system that works for you. And that might mean borrowing a little bit of this, borrowing a little bit of that, and bringing them together into a process that works for you. But don't worry about what other people are telling you you should be doing. Don't worry about what other people say is the only thing, the only way to do things. There's not only one way to do, there, there are multiple ways to do just about anything. So find what works for you, find your own rhythm and apply that to your life. And the third thing that you can do to reclaim your time management and productivity is to schedule what matters. Do not leave it to, you know, freestyling and just hoping that your day goes the way that you want your day to go so so that you can make time for the thing that you say you want to make time for. If you do not schedule it, it is not real. I truly believe that. And I mean, I have told people, oh yeah, we're going to talk at three o'clock. If I don't put it on my calendar... If it's not in a t- in a text message, if it's not on a in a pop up that's gonna come up, I pr- almost I promise you, I will probably forget. So don't be that person, especially for the things that are most important to you. And the last thing that I want to say is thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for supporting this podcast, thank you for your continued ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app. I continue to appreciate them. If you want to access the worksheet that is specific to this episode, as well as join our email community, don't forget to text, how does she do it to 444-999. And remember, how does she do it is just one word. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.